Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Have you been bludgeoned to death with Ted Bundy stories? Are you choking on too many Hillside Strangler podcast episodes? As awesome as those are, cleanse your palate and add something new to your true crime diet. Why not try some Dark Poutine, a podcast from north of the 49th parallel? We cover Canadian crimes and dark histories. Some of the stories you may know nothing about, but they beg to be told. And with Canada being the biggest small country on the planet, we even have personal connections to some of the crimes and history we chat about. Join two real live Canadians every week as we serve up another helping of dark poutine. We are substantially creepy, sometimes meaty, always cheesy, but very rarely sorry. So come on up north and fill your ears with some dark poutine. For really? What the hell, dude? Good evening, everybody. Good afternoon, my friends. I thought it was evening. You're right. It's evening. Evening afternoon. Tomato, tomato. You know, we do a lot of... I went from Russian to a weirder Russian, you know? Well, whatever fucking time it is, we're speaking in an Irish accent now, and we're going to get started on a WTH3 for you. What the hell happened here? It's your host, Lisa, and your host, Matt, eh? Welcome back. What did my accent just turn into? Yeah, that was halfway to British, to Southern, to Australian at the end, and Canadian, I thought, for a second there. I don't know. I don't know. But hey, that was that was great. That was really cute. Yes. Ready? Jolly old meth. We're back with jolly old meth, everyone. I hope you all like more meth themed foods because we've got more of these for you today everything can be turned into meth swear to god yo anything i'm looking at shit around my room right now and i think my boxers and my weights and my wine glass i'm turning it all to meth so we got another hell of a story for you today here walter white welcome back What does it look like before we get started? What does it look like? What's a normal meth look like? It can come in different forms. Apparently so. Yeah, apparently it can, yeah. (laughs) The most common is crystallized, like crystal meth, the ice ice form. Like blue, isn't it blue? No, that's just in that show. It's not really particular. It's It's actually usually pretty clear and white-ish looking. Why do you know so much about meth? (laughs) I had a really interesting class. The most interesting class I took at Penn State, you guys, a little blurb about this was called Drugs, Crime, and Society. I had the coolest professor. He was a guy who was a former bomb squad, active Afghan... Yeah, an Afghanistan bomb squad Wait, let's talk to him. Cut him up. 
You know what? I should reach out to him. That He'd would really be, be cool. a good guy to call. I need to get in touch with him again. He was really one of one of my most enlightening professors to talk to. And one day, middle of the semester, like totally uninvited and just ridiculously out of the blue, comes in with bags of different types of drugs. That like we real would, drugs? Real, the real shebang. He was hooked up with all the guys down at the local precinct, and he went yeah. into the evidence locker Just and pulled out a... Just for a forewarning, Matt's major, one of, he double majored, but one of those majors is criminal. This is why he was in the criminal justice. Yeah, is okay, why he yeah. Was in this class. Little preface there. Yes, I always <laughs> like to preface. Yeah, I, so I, actually, I studied criminal justice and economics at Penn State, but one of my favorite classes, as I said, was this drugs, crime, and society class because of how relevant I thought it was to what's going on right now and knowing a lot about the different uses of drugs and obviously the economics behind it. It's a $350 billion a year plus industry drugs in the world. And that's straight out of Compton. No joke. No, I'm kidding. But seriously, that is a, that is a true fact. It is $350 billion a year accounts for around the world, straight out of Compton. But literally, so we have, again, I'm sorry to get back to that, but such an interesting class because he brought in different samples of all these different types. Did anyone like steal them and just do them in the bathroom? Pretty sure that didn't happen. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen the ballsy kid that tried. I had a couple friends in that class. I think we're definitely looking at the ounce of really good bud he had. And we're thinking, <laughs> yeah, maybe. It was a pound. I'm sorry. It. it was a pound. I'm sorry. It he was, brought in a pound. It was a full Ziploc bag. And then he had uh, brick he really tar heroin. He like, weed as if, like, not everybody in that class knew what So it he was, like. I guess, somehow connected to, I think he might have been a volunteer police officer. And he was former active duty. So he knew people in the local but prison. But, like, was weed out of all the drugs is the one that people normally know what it looks like. Oh, people know what it looks like. But I'm saying he was giving us examples just to show everybody, I mean, what it is. And, you know, yeah. brick tar heroin, the white china type heroin. He had different cocaine of like the best varying types, so like as terrible like? as it can look. What? Math. It was actually that's what I was gonna say. So <laughs> I was, I'm sorry, I was gonna round what? it off with that. But he had crystallized methamphetamine crystals, and they almost were like I mean, it was chopped up a lot of it, but it was a little under three ounces, and he had it in like you know it was obviously taped off, and they had it in a bag, but you could like feel it through the bag was and it, it was like hard rock candy yeah it's exactly what it was like honestly that's but, but it kind of but it broke up you know what i mean like if you felt it and like pressed on it like you could break it up with a card or easily like, you know, not you can't like because you can't smash a jolly rancher between your fingers it's more like in between that but not quite as malleable as like y'all y'all excuse me again using a but as an example, but it's not quite as good as like breaking down butt. It's not that simple, but it no, could like, like you could you could move it. Substance. No, it's a harder substance exactly, but you can move it around so it's in like your fingers. Soap or spaghetti sauce. Similar to it, yeah, not spaghetti sauce, but like yeah, you could Apparently. have said soap, and somebody would have said to me, yeah, it's kind of a little bit. Oh no, they thought. But it was, was more clear. It was more episode. clear than that, but it was that type of consistency, I yeah. guess. So, um. Anyways, for anyone that does meth, if you want to give us a call and tell us what your shit looks like, by Don't all means. Don't do meth. Stop doing meth. If you do meth, put it down. Yeah, if you do meth, stop. Seriously. Lisa and Matt said no. We say stop it. And you keep your teeth in your head. Right? Doesn't meth fuck up your teeth? It does. It fucks up your whole body. <laughs> I guess that's so. <laughs> Anyways, we got off on a tangent, but that was a very interesting point in my life to learn about a little bit about this substance. Yeah, so, well, it's going to come back because apparently meth, like Matt said, is mistaken for everything. There, Everything could be mistaken for meth. 
Everything. Uh, so far, we've learned spaghetti-o sauce can be meth. Soap can be meth. Now, we find out that <laughs> Jolly Ranchers can be mistaken. <laughs> for meth. For meth. So, keeping with the theme of foods that may or may not be meth, we have the case <laughs> of 25-year-old Love Olatunyiho. Thank God you took that one. Shit. Olatunyiho. I like the name Love. Ooh. I love the name Love. <laughs> especially on Valentine's Day, everybody. We're <gasps> recording... I know. We're recording two WTH3s for you guys tonight, so welcome to the podcast. We hey. love y'all. And if you haven't, this is episode WTH36, so go check out the last five. They're really interesting. As we said, it has to do with spaghetti sauce, soap, swearing, spitting. This shit really is, makes you think. What, Shit's crazy, y'all. Makes you think you can get arrested for anything. Yeah, anything, honestly. Uh, so, anyways, in June of just this past year, 2017, Love and Another Man were stopped by the NYPD for... Literally a year ago. Yeah, just a year ago. So, the NYPD searched Love and found, quote-unquote, crystalline rocks of solid material, four blue and two red. So he we're, picked the good flavors, at least. We're thinking blueberry and cherry, or maybe watermelon. If he got watermelon, I'm super impressed. That's my favorite flavor. Really? Mine's strawberry, which is rare, because it's That's like true. A, They're tough to find. Like, yeah, because really it's only cherry, watermelon, apple, blueberry, right? And Typically grape. in the bags. And grape. Exactly. Or did I make grape? No, grape's there. No, it's there. Purple. Yeah, for sure. We like Jolly Ranchers, obviously. So naturally, <laughs> officers thought that this could not just be... You're simple Jolly Ranchers. There's no way they like this Why guy. would a, a little hard candy in its original wrapping ever actually be that candy? Couldn't be Jolly Ranchers. Couldn't be. It's like if you had a saboon in your car, it couldn't just be spaghetti or sauce. I'm not saying there was profiling going on. <laughs> but we are saying We're thinking... So Now, if anybody is familiar with the New York City policy of stop and frisk, this is a true law in New York City that's been enacted since... Uh, like the mid-90s or the early 2000s, I believe, that you could, Rudy Giuliani, under his regime, but you could literally stop and frisk oh, under shit, the suspicion that. that somebody had Just something on them. Yes, or n- not meth, anything. <laughs> A gun, drugs, yes. anything. Meth, anything. Yeah. I'm talking anything. And police had the right to literally stop you on the street and say to you, what are you doing and why are you doing it here? Mm. So... It's interesting to me, That's though. That's not what happened here, then. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming this guy was a victim of stop and frisk. However, it hasn't really been a policy so much recently. I think they actually oh. might have canceled it several years ago, that it was distant. Because it was ridiculous. Well, because it was honestly like 10% of people that they stopped were now. And I'll give them credit for this. Violent crime in New York dropped drastically during the policy while it was enacted. That's a huge thing that had been attributed to Rudy Giuliani since he was no longer the mayor of New York City, is that they had a really huge drop in violent crime there. Probably a lot as a result of that. But once again, as we like to call it, Lisa, I love how you name this, fuck you over hard field test. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, because... That's literally what it is. These field tests, man, they just... I want to know what it can... We're going to have to interview a police officer, because I want to know, like, did they, like, drop something on it and turns blue? Or, like, what is a field test? Because I know field tests for, like sobriety is like walking in a straight line, touching your finger to your nose from afar, singing your ABCs or whatever the hell, but or taking a breathalyzer, but what the hell is a field test for a substance? I, that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't even understand. That's what I don't understand, because I can understand like making a guy piss in a cup or something. That 
would be like a field test. That's a like, field test, but what exactly what are you talking about with like test? Jolly Ranchers? How do they test that? So I that's I don't even know. But okay, so again, these were Jolly Ranchers in their original packaging, but it was enough to take these guys five put, put five love Jolly Ranchers. and yeah, like five or six Jolly Ranchers. Put Love and a couple of his friends behind bars for 24 hours. They arrested these guys, took them to jail based on this field test, and held them for 24 hours. Because they literally had candy in their pocket. Literally. So, obviously, no shock here, the lab test concluded that the hard crystalline substance was actually from the candy shop that was down the road from where they were arrested in New York, and they had Jolly Ranchers. Like they were, in fact, Jolly Ranchers and not yeah, meth. not meth. Can you fucking imagine how angry you would be if you literally had candy in your pocket and you were stopped and told you had meth and then taken to jail for meth? No. My mom is so crazy that she would believe it was meth, even if it was proven to be Jolly Ranchers, because she thinks, like, why would a cop ever... Why would a cop ever... Um, <laughs> why would a cop ever lie? And, like, I'm not saying all cops lie, but a lot of cops embellish things because it, it helps the case. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying cops lie, but at the no. same time, there have been obvious cases where cops have made mistakes, and some people have lied, and some people have embellished, and some people have just straight up, you know, made mistakes. We're all human. I'm not blaming these guys. I think, you know, they conduct these field tests and whatever like, these field tests can You're right, though. Like. It had to have been some kind of racial thing. Because if I had Jolly Rangers on me and they stopped me, I probably wouldn't be going in for math. I, I'm i just saying. I don't know. Although, I don't although ever SpaghettiOs, like to... she was white. white yeah, girl. she was. So I think these field tests are obviously inconclusive. But I think in this case, like, why did you stop these dudes in the first place? Yeah. And then search them. <laughs> And then take out Jolly Ranchers, and then assume that they were drugs. Like that's honestly, like offensive. Like I don't that's do offen- math. Do I look like I do math? Offensive like- is the slight of that. I mean, honestly, if that's me, and I'm sorry, but it's not me. But I'm fucking furious at that. That is ridiculous. I, that's an overstep of your boundaries by leagues, light years. How can you ever say that that makes any sense? Yeah. And then later, they obviously found out that. They were just Jolly Ranchers, so thank God somebody advised these guys, and Love and his friends all ended up filing a lawsuit against the New York Police Department that contends that basically the officers violated their constitutional rights to unreasonable search and seizure, which is true. Uh, In some degree, they had the right to search them, but not to hold them for such inconclusive evidence. And I don't know. I think field test should be thrown out the window there has to be a better way or someone who can make a better more accurate field test that actually tells you when a jolly rancher is a jolly rancher and not math dude i mean honestly what are we that's scary it's like you're wasting resources you're wasting time time when there are real people out there that do have meth or that are killing people that are killing people and you wonder how many of those people have had their opportunity in court i wonder we have to look into that we're gonna have to do a wth3 episode all on just field tests and what it includes, what it what it means, how you use it, even on people, places, things like what the field test consists of, and then why they're so inaccurate all the fucking time. That's yeah, unbelievable. It's ridiculous. And so we actually did a little bit more research here and found out that Love experienced emotion, emotional trauma because of their false arrest. Which I don't blame him. I would fucking be. I mean, I'd, 
scared because I don't necessarily say that you had emotional trauma, but at the same time, like, yo, I'd be furious. But if you're, but that's emotional trauma. It's like if if you were put in jail in a jail with violent offenders, I tell you one thing, committed a crime. I'd never trust the police again. Absolutely. If I was that guy, I'm saying I'd never nope. trust police again. Nope. Based on what and I'd happened. I'd be scared of police. Yeah, From I would be too. Having candy in my pockets is a crime. Right. Okay, what the fuck can I What's, do? What can I do? Right. And so, who's to say I'm not going to be thrown back in jail again just for breathing and walking down the street? Right, exactly. So their lawsuit actually was, there was grounds for them to win that lawsuit. So they were all receiving a $33,000 settlement last we checked. So... Let's rewind. You can arrest me for Jolly Ranchers. Put me in the slammer for 24 hours if you want to give me $33,000 afterwards. Fair. I'll take it. You want to give me $33,000 for wrongly arresting me because Fair. you... <laughs> I'll take it. Do it. Fair. I volunteer's tribute. Fair. Okay. <laughs> eye for an eye was met. Fair. Yep. You got a nice check out of that. You got... Fair. Okay, so this you could buy a lot of Jolly Ranchers with $33,000. All over Jolly Ranchers. Obviously, there was more to it because they got arrested, but 24 hours in jail for five Jolly Ranchers, they got $33,000. I'd buy some Jolly Ranchers and then buy I'd send them a all car to, the station. to keep them in. <laughs> yeah. And right, send them on. to the police station. So, <laughs> ironically enough, this has actually not been an isolated incident with the New York police, and unfortunately, that's been an ongoing situation where uh, just in between July 2011 and June 2012, now this is a spike we would like to point that out but city of new york shelled out 22.8 million dollars to settle various civil rights lawsuits that they were experiencing at the time and in one such case the city paid a 12 year old girl's family 115 thousand dollars because police arrested her for doodling can on we her talk desk. about that for a second i mean i think we have to like can we talk about that for a second well let me let me say this other one too and then let's talk okay. about both of them because it's just like what the hell happened? I here? will doodle on every. I'll I'll spray paint my whole house if you give me a hundred fifteen thousand dollars. I used to do some stupid shit on desks. Let's just I will, that I will doodle all over whatever you want if you pay me a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So this is a another absolutely astounding one. <laughs> a, a a petty thief, a guy who was caught robbing. Who I'm knows what a bodega a or a convenience yeah. store, something minor. Now, granted, obviously, theft is never okay. We're not no. approving of this, be no, honest. No, no, no. But he received a settlement of $150,000 after a police officer smashed his head through a windshield while he was being cuffed. $150,000? First of all, okay, so I get it. Like, I don't think that is even enough, honestly. Like, Windshields are, are tough. That's you know a what I hard mean? piece of metal. You'd have or, to I'm like, sorry, be of glass. smashing of someone's. Gla- You'd really got to put somebody's head on yeah. hard. And they won. Both of these, the doodler and them, they, they won that money. So they they proved in court that this was un... Let's go back to doodler. 12-year-old. Yeah, 12. Doodling on desk. This goes back to toot toot, which was last episode. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. Um, in school, why is this a offense? How is this a police issue? Why is this a pol- Why was she arrested? A 12-year-old... For doodling on a school desk. We don't desk. know. We don't know what she drew, but is that an offense punishable by law, or is that something by that school, can be like handled? By school, like suspend her for a day. Like, yeah, that's fine. Something that should be taken. Who into called account. the police? Because she drew something on a desk. I I don't believe. And honestly. I feel like it would have said in the articles that I was reading about this that that it, that she would have 
like drawn something crazy. I mean, it could have been something offensive. It could have been a swastika. It could have been a fucking something terrible, but. Even so, it's like, isn't that, why, since when is that punishable by law? Kids draw crazy shit all the time. Not saying it's good or bad, but. I drew some vile things on my desks back in the day. Well, where's your $115,000? I know, I should have done something about it. I should have told on myself, be like, look what I drew! Yeah. Well, anyways, we wonder why there is some. Distrust within the criminal justice system. It, it makes sense. It does because we see things every day where it's like how or why or what or what the hell happened here. What the hell? That's what happened spawned here? this little. Because pretty much the whole podcast is based on what the hell happened here. Because eye for an eye, how uh, was uh, justice uh, met? Check out. Right. So check out. So this is episode six. We love you all. Thank you for checking us out. Let us know what you think. Would you do to <laughs> I would do literally all of these things if it meant that I got that money and payoff. I love Jolly Ranchers, yo. So and Matt's about to go to jail for meth possession. I would definitely draw on a desk for 115k. I've done that for yep. nothing. I don't think I would steal with are, my head bashed. You are not putting my head through a windshield without me killing you, though. So I probably would not. Yeah, do that. that one I would pass on, but. That is WTH3. We love you. Rate, review, and subscribe. Be our friend. We'll be yours. If you have a crazy case that you're like, what the hell happened here? And it's not a big one. But it's something you want to share. Or if something happened to you and you're like, I was wrongly, you know, arrested or whatever in trouble. We want to know. We'll shout you out. We'll we'll get it done. So we love you guys. (laughs) What the hell happened here? What the hell happened here, guys? Good night. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. <laughs>